Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Listen Carefully. I am your host, Jen. It is so lovely to have you here. Oh, welcome to another month. We are in November, and I stepped into no social media November, and it has literally changed my life. I feel like I'm becoming more aware of my patterns, my tendencies my ways of being. And I have to say that since I have simplified, it has made my life so much more present. And I say this with so much love because I have my business online. And so it can be a distraction. Online can be a distraction, especially if I am logging on to share something business related or to share about my mission or my approach or my theories or methodologies. Like it's a really fun place to connect, but I have to say like YouTube and podcast and emails and blog can really actually fulfill this need for me. It doesn't have to be on social media, even though social media is something that kind of rules everyone's life, you know? So the biggest lessons that I have learned so far are to read more and like come back into my present day experience more. I'm in a contest too. So that kind of helps because the winner gets a gift card. So it's like, I have the discipline and the motivation to work towards something Um, And it's actually interesting because I've gone through the grief cycle of stepping away. So like in the first couple of days, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't need this at all. And then I was like, wow, I really miss the community I've created on there. And it's not to say I can't create that community elsewhere, but it is definitely a different world than like the world I live in. It was me versus me. So when I started the contest, it was saying that I through all screen time, I had six hours that very last day of October. And then in November, I've had under an hour a day. And I think that that is so powerful, incredibly powerful because I get more time in nature. I get more time reading books. I get more time being with myself, being in my own energy, getting to know myself in deeper ways. And this level of honesty and accountability with myself has also allowed the answers to drop in and to come through because there is a little bit of that lack and scarcity of if I'm off social media, I'm going to be disconnected from the tribe and I'm going to miss out on something and I'm going to not find out about something that I wished I would have found out about. But I feel like how it's gotten lately, it's very addy and it's very spammy. And I really have no desire to be on it. That's my honest truth at this point in time. So I don't know if that means that all of the content I've created is is going anywhere, but I might just repurpose it for YouTube because I interface with YouTube a lot differently. Um, And I think that it does wonders for my mental health to off of it. So I just wanted to share that endeavor with you all in case if you are inspired, there's still half of November left. If you would like to join No So No, which is No Social Media November, 
because it really uh, gets you to connect deeper. You would think that you could connect more being on, but in my experience, it stops it. So yeah, I just wanted to update that because that's a very important piece of information that we could all learn from. Um, and we could all connect with our neighbors better, deeper, you know, and we can all connect with what's actually our priority and what's actually important to us after we let go of what no longer serves us. And I know that that process is not easy. You know, what helped me get through it was listening to Trevor Hall because his words deliver medicine straight to my soul. Um, and again, being outside, if I was, if I was on my screen for a total of six hours and yes, it's work related as well. But if I was on there for six hours, that last day of October, that's like a whole work day. If I've been able to decrease my screen time five times that, and still find a way to make things work. I get five extra hours a day in nature. Yes, please. This is so important to me because it's daylight savings now and I'm waking up earlier now. So if I can be outside more from like the moment I wake up, that's my medicine. That's where my gifts come through. And that's where my messages land for me, particularly because I'm very connected to the earthly plane. I'm very earthy. I'm very grounded in that. And something that I've been reminded of lately as well, and this also relates to my human design, is I'm very material. And this doesn't necessarily mean materialistic. It means that in my human design chart, I relate to this humanly world through material, whether that's texture, color, material, like quality, personality. You know, I've always had relationship with things and things have always been very important to me. So I actually treat my things the same way I would treat my loved ones. I know that sounds wild. And it of course also has to do with my attachment from childhood. I still have a lot of my things. Um, and that was also a great value of my dad's. I got that from him. I got that discipline and gentleness from him. So I love that part. I love that, that, that I received that from him where I was also, it was also part of who I was, but I was also deeply taught to respect and value the things that serve me and to contribute to their longevity. It's not really the world we're living in today. Everything is disposable. Everything is not made to last. And so when we can make things last on purpose, there's something to it. I found a really cool book in one of the little libraries this week called The Gumnut Babies. And it's about this legend of these little babies that live on leaves. They're kind of like fairies. And the book was from 1920. How cool is that? And so just to preserve it, just to have it, just to like know that it has lived that long and lasted that long, you know, it's very wild to me. Very, very wild to me. Um, 
So yeah, I definitely have a relationship with things, with material, with color, with space, the way that I orient to things, um, and the way that I love and respect and honor material because I know how valuable it is to me. And I know that that's different for everybody, but I respect everybody and their own choices too. So yeah, that has been a little bit of what's been going on. Um, I wanted to talk about some principles that I've been living by lately too, as well, because I think the biggest thing that gets in the way of people being true to who they are and being who they came here to be and stepping into ownership of, wait, I know this about myself. Wait, I know this is who I am. I'm owning this about me. I know that this is who I am and I'm stepping fully into it. I'm claiming it. I don't care what anyone thinks. I think the biggest thing that gets it in the way of that is our humanness to judge. And so the way that we judge people for being who they are is really just us afraid to be who we are. And so coming back to self and being like, I actually don't care what other people think. I'm going to express myself fully and it's going to be everything that it needs to be. So I want to come back to these principles that have reminded me to stick to the path, stick to my truth. And then the best thing about when you are your full self, when you're honest with yourself about who you are, it's like you're shining an antenna for all of the people that are meant to align with that. When you're suppressing all of that, your people can't find you as well. So stop prioritizing the people who treat you like an option. This has to do with self-worth. Are you willing to let go of those who are not treating you like a priority? Are you willing to let that go? Not because anyone's wrong or different, but because it's just frequency not aligning, not resonating any longer. You know, can we not judge it? Even though that's such a human thing to do, it's amazing to look both ways before we cross the street. But when we're being honest with ourselves about where we currently are, can we be honest? Amazing. Another principle that this comes up a lot in business as well, never convince anyone. right? So if parents are asking, how does it work? How does it go? I'm going to still share like my beliefs and my approach, but I'm never going to convince anybody or chase anybody or win people over because I want them to choose and commit without any interference. I want this to be about their process, their goals. Sure. I have evidence of what has worked and been effective in the past for people who are similar, but because they're unique to themselves in their own family system, in their own unit, they will know what works best for them. And that could be through experimentation, but with a rough guideline and a general expectation, we can assess as we go, if that makes sense. So this also leads into the authenticity piece where we can't pretend to be what we think others are going to like or value or approve of if that gets in the way of what's actually our authenticity. We can't promise and over-deliver. We have to stay true to who we are. If it's going to upset people and ruffle feathers, let that happen. Let it be. Other people can handle their own discomfort 
It's not about you, right? Set your boundaries, take care of yourself. Do not tolerate abuse. Know that you are worthy of only the best, right? And stay true, stand your ground and stay true into who you are because that is your sacredness. That is your medicine. And be willing to walk away from anyone who is not a match to your values and standards. That is okay. Sometimes your no's are your stepping stones to your yeses. Sometimes a no, just because it's not a good fit, means that you're actually getting closer to the fit. So allowing yourself to be flexible. Sometimes if we're too rigid or too set or fixed in a certain way, we can actually get in the way of our blessings and in the way of what's trying to come through for us. So again, our actions are going to speak much louder than our words. Our words are lovely, but actions are actually speaking volumes, right? So knowing that you're worthy of more and the most and knowing that you have to be able to love yourself, accept yourself, be honest with yourself before anyone else can. So these have been really big pillars that I have been leaning into lately because they're my guiding force. You know, I used to be able to think I can help everybody and then maybe in some way I can, but if it's not a fit, it cannot be forced. It makes me think of a gestalt prayer. I'm going to pull up the Gestalt prayer for us. And we'll leave it with that. So it says, I do my thing and you do yours. I am not in this world to live up to your expectations and you are not in this world to live up to mine. You are you and I am I. And if by chance we find each other, it is beautiful. And if not, it can't be helped. So this goes to to show and share and say that our time is precious. And if we are living it anything other than being true to ourselves, we have to reassess and reevaluate. There's no more time to pretend to be somebody different than who you're meant to be. It is time to step into your power, take ownership and shed, let go of and release and allow what is meant for you. So to recap and resummarize the ways that have supported me doing this especially this month, have been no social media in November. I have become so much more clear. I've been reading much more. I've been outside much more, which thank goodness I'm already outside a lot, which thank goodness. But if you want to expand time, get off your screens. That's that's how it works. I've been getting to bed early. I've been expanding my time. It's a lot of time to be with myself now. What a relief. And oh my gosh, the void. Right? And good good news, there will always be a void since we're human. And yeah, it's very, very powerful. So I wish you well. And I hope that you give yourself a challenge and to see how you can reduce your screen time and how that impacts your mental health and your emotional health. I'd love to hear about it. And if you try it and what you find, take care. I'll see you.